No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today I'm here with Chanel West Coast. We were just talking about this sort of dynamic where, you know, girls are very particular about what way they're filmed, what the angle yes. is. And you were saying that you felt like the ridiculousness angle was not fair to you. It's not. It's just, well, there's always an angle that's of all of us. And that's a, a better angle. So when you see me and Sterling or me and Sterling and the guests, it's usually like a cuter angle of me. But all of the solo shots that that camera that they use is dead set on my worst angle possible and there's nothing that you could say to them to change this i've tried to but i don't think anybody cares <laughs> right nobody cares because i was interviewing a girl the other day and the, you know we have multiple camera angles and she had seen the good one but there was another one that was more like straight on and yeah. i'll admit it was way less flattering like almost yeah. didn't look like the same person and she kind of like caught a glimpse of it at the last second was just like horrified and i felt really bad and it made me realize like you kind of have to have like an open communication about the angle because yes. the angles are so important this day and age. No, it's angles are everything to girls. And we don't like that lower angle. It's like a very, mm. you know, it's, we don't like that chin angle. That's a better angle for guys because guys got stronger draw lines. Right. You know? I think about that all the time too, that I like intentionally make myself look like shit on my Instagram story when all I, I know all I have to do is drag my arm up in the air to make myself look way better <laughs> or like find some good lighting. Yeah. And just don't really care that much. Yeah. And the guys, they don't. Yeah. It's a double it's a, standard. It's a girl thing. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Um, so how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing excellent. This is a jam-packed day of interviews. I've had a jam-packed day too. Actually, well, I will say I'm great aside from please excuse me if I have to cough. I'm trying I'm fighting off a, a little cold right now. Just a cold though? It's not like pneumonia or anything serious? No, nothing nothing that crazy. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I feel like a lot of people want to know who Chanel West Coast was prior to ridiculousness. So let's let's talk a little bit about your early days. Yes. Um, where where do we where do we start? Very uh, early, like yeah, like talking where birth? you were born, you know, maybe like what you were like as a kid uh, and stuff. Yeah, so I was born in Van Nuys, California. Mm -hmm. um, well, so I was conceived on the East Coast, though. Mom and Dad hooked up in the East Coast. Do you know what New they were York. doing? No, I don't. Let's not get into all that. But <laughs> uh, so my dad's from New York, from Brooklyn. Um, mm -hmm. So so I'm kind of bi-coastal, but I was born and raised here in LA and pretty much been doing music my whole life since like I could start you know since I was talking I was singing dancing really? yeah my mom like she always said like she knew it's she has this funny story actually she knew that I had a, a musical you know knack or whatever because my dad's a DJ but my mom's not really a music person so she I guess wasn't like for sure if I would pick up his talent or whatever so one day I come out with a little Casio keyboard and I told my mom I'm like guess what mom ABCs and Twinkle Twinkle Little Star is the same song. <laughs> and my mom's like, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Holy shit, this kid knows her music. I figured that out like a couple <laughs> of years ago because somebody tweeted about it. So I was pretty three. Impressive, yeah. Three when I figured that out. So my mom from that moment, she was like, let's get her like piano lessons, dance lessons, all that. So I was always in, I was in hip hop dance and like ballet as a little girl, but I stayed in hip hop dance. I quit the ballet and I was a hip-hop dancer all throughout school I was in hip-hop dance cheerleading uh orchestra I used to play violin but I stopped that um might get back into it were you writing raps while you were young while you were in like school and shit um yeah I start it's so funny because I I guess that might have something to do with the starting to smoke weed at a young age but I kind of forgot like actually that I was already rapping at school and stuff and I'll have friends be like yeah remember that time you were rapping at the lunch tables I was like 
I did that. Really? <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, it's like, you know, kind of speaking of kind of foggy, uh, foggy memory of high school. Let's just say. But. Right. It's easy to forget about all the fucking weird ass shit that you were into in high school for like a week. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And like and then people bring it up and I'm like, oh, shit. I, OK, now I remember. But um, but yeah, so I started rapping in high school and um, that's, you know, that was when MySpace started popping off. Oh, so you were a, a girl rapping on MySpace? Were you actually using MySpace to promote your stuff at that time? Uh, yes. So basically, it's a long story. Man, so I, I got a crazy story. I'm going to write a book about it one day. I'm trying to make it short for you. But um, the first producer I started working with, um, actually, sadly, uh, he was my first boyfriend, too. And he passed away. He was shot and killed. Whoa. And after that, that was like a moment in my life where I was just like, I need to like completely focus on my music. You were with him and he was shot and killed? No, we had broke up, but he was like my first right. everything, you and know? You, and you were how old? Um, I was 18 when he passed away. Wow. And so I was, I, you know, we had started doing music when I was like 16. And, um, you know, I stopped working with him because we broke up. Uh-huh. And so when he passed away, I realized that I had basically wasted a lot of time and that it was really stupid that I didn't stay working with him uh -huh. while he was still alive. You know, you realize like, why did we stop working just because we broke up, you know? Why, why was he, what, what kind of shit was he involved in? They got shy. Him and his best friend were shot and killed. Were they in the streets or was they this were like walking. some random shit? It was like some random shit. They were, they were in a bad area of the valley. I know people think the valley's not hood, but it is in lots yeah, of places. It's got some nooks and crannies. Um, lots of nooks and crannies. And yeah, they were leaving the studio going to 7-Eleven to get a blunt. Uh -huh. And some fools, I don't know the whole story, but like they, yeah, they were shot and killed. Wow. And it was like the most devastating thing in my life at the time, you know? So I was just like, literally, I actually had a new boyfriend who was like kind of controlling oh. and he wasn't really fucking with me rapping and like he wasn't into it. So I was like, fuck you. I'm making a MySpace music page. And he's like, oh, you're going to flirt with guys on MySpace. And oh, I'm like, God. no, I'm going to grind on MySpace, get my music out there. And so from MySpace, like, I just, I literally did not stop going hard. I would sit on MySpace and add people for hours, like, check out my music, check out my music, check out my music, check out my music. And I just, like, you know, from there, just, like, hustled and hustled and hustled until I randomly met Rob Deerdeck through MySpace. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. How did you, you encounter him on there? And was he famous yet? Or was he still yeah. just a skater at that time? No, he was, our, like, Rob and Big was already popping. It okay. was actually one of my favorite shows. Because we've had drama on here before. So nice. we, we've had a little bit of background on what that whole time was like a little bit, I guess. So drama is actually how like kind of it happened. So basically I would go and I would add all the top artists on MySpace, and uh -huh. then I'd add all their top friends. I figured it was like, they might have a manager, somebody important in their top friends. So I would add all the top artists and drama was, you know, still making beats back then. And he was on the top artist cause he was like popping from Robin big. Uh -huh. So I added him. And then in his top friends was like Rob, um, his brother, Big Cat, who's also on the show with us, a couple skater homies. And I ended up becoming friends with all of them first. So uh -huh. they led me to meeting Rob, basically. How did you become friends, though? Was it a flirty thing at all at first? Um, you know, not on not on as much on my part. I think maybe he was trying <laughs> to flirt with me more. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, like I was just like, I was really, I've always been like about networking. And I was just trying to like, I was like, oh, you make beats, like let's work, you know? Uh -huh. And then I formed like a friendship with Drama and his brother and their homies. Like they became like kind of like, like my brothers, you know? And then how that conversation start where they were like, yo, like we think that you might be the person to sit here and laugh at viral videos, which a lot of people consider to be like the best job you could ever have. Thanks. Well, that's a lot later. Actually, first oh, it was Fantasy Factory. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. So, um, actually, Rob admitted this to me recently. He was like, that drama and my boys had said to him like, oh, she thinks she's a rapper. 
I'm like, oh, so they were talking shit. Okay. So Rob then met me and then Rob met me and realized like I'm very authentic and real and you know, and he was like, nope, she's, she's very rappy. Like she's a rapper. Uh And so, um, and I don't know, Rob said from when he met me, like they had already been thinking about getting a girl on the show. So I just was like funny and kind of like fit the mold perfectly, I guess. And they asked me to be on it. That's tight. Yeah. And then that, I don't know how that led to ridiculousness. That's right. Is, was, which, which is more fun to film? Because one is like action packed, zany, and like one you're kind of just chilling on the couch, right? Yeah. Um, well, I guess I've, I've grown to like ridiculousness a lot more now because I have hair and makeup, which is a, a <laughs> big difference in Fantasy Factory. Really? They wouldn't get you dolled up for the show? No, it's a show with all guys, um, you know. They don't understand, I guess. And then they're they're like, you're cute. Like, you don't need it. I'm like, okay, whatever. So <laughs> filming Fantasy Factory was like being in high school again. Like every day, like, what do I wear? Got to do my got to do my hair and makeup cute, you know, because uh-huh. but except it's millions of people seeing you, not just high school. Um, ridiculousness, you know, it's it's a better styling budget. And as a girl, that's a that's a great thing to have. And I think since being on that show, too, maybe people started to think I was hotter because mm. I do have that now. Okay. So I like that part a lot more yeah was it weird for you when you first got on tv to go from like you had been kind of just you know working and trying to become you know a musician or whatever and then all of a sudden you're famous for fucking being on tv just fucking around in this weird factory all the time it was very weird (laughs) um i never you know i never wanted to do like reality tv or anything but like the day that rob asked me i remember i literally had like a little pile of change i scrounged up to go to in and out and i like kind of looked at my little pile of change and was like you know i I do need some money (laughs) (laughs) so i'll take the job um so yeah so i didn't want to you know i couldn't be beggars can't be choosy you know Mm. what i'm saying so i was like let me take this job see where it leads me and yeah, I'd never thought I'd, I, I mean, I've been doing music my whole life. That was always my goal since I was a little girl. I never thought I'd be famous for just like fucking around and laughing and shit, you know? Right. Had anyone ever told you that they, they thought you had an interesting laugh prior to being on TV? Um, or did that meme start on TV? You know, it's, I, I'm, I try to remember, like, did people ever like tell me about that they liked my, I don't think so. I think it was like once they heard it on TV, it became a thing. Uh. Cause like I even was asking my friends, I was like, "Yo, did like do you guys remember my laugh being?" Scr-? They're like, "You always had that laugh," but I'm like, "But nobody ever said anything. Nobody ever told me it was a cool laugh or like funny, you know." So I think it was after being on TV that like so many people could hear it amplified and like be like, "Oh, that's a funny laugh." Right. Is yeah. there anything else like that, like shit that people point out that you wouldn't necessarily have known or thought about? Um. You know, not really. I mean, I think it's weird. I think that TV sometimes too, like, especially in the environments I'm in on Rob's shows, um, I think that they see me as like only like happy and like, Mm. and, and like goofy. And so uh, I think that um, maybe if anything, people just didn't get to know really who I am, like as a whole, um, which I kind of bugs me. Um, Cause yeah, I think that's like one of the biggest setbacks for me as much as being on the show has been so great for my life and mm. such a fun like journey. And I've made a, a good amount of money off of it. Um, my passion is music. So it's been a, a big setback for me cause people just don't, they don't like get how I'm happy and funny, but like, why is this girl a rapper? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think it's hard to balance that to be taken serious as a musician while also like being on TV and really, you know, only getting to demonstrate it would be one thing if you're on tv and it was like a reality show all about your life and it sort of showed some kind of depth but the reality yeah. is you don't really get that on tv it's like on tv they're going to turn you into sort of a cartoon of what you really are yeah exactly um 
Yeah, no, it, it sucks because I think that, uh, you know, like I just told you, like a couple things I've been through in my life, you know, things like that. People don't know. They don't know mm -hmm. the hardships I've had to deal with. They don't know the struggle. They don't know my life. I think they see me in like, you know, I got like a kind of like Taylor Swift look. Maybe they imagine like I got a mom and dad like happy holding hands with a golden retriever. And like I grew up in this nice big house or something like I know my looks might like come off like that. Oh. But like that's not me, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. So it's it's very hard for me um, to I, I feel like I couldn't even fully be myself for a while. I feel like now I'm getting to fully be myself because, you know, it's just that's how I want to be. But um. But yeah, uh, it's been hard. <laughs> yeah, because I can't. I, like for example, it's like I played a receptionist on Fantasy Factory. Right. I wasn't a real receptionist. Mm. When I worked a real receptionist job, you think I was coming to work like acting like my little ratchet self? Mm. No, I had to be professional and classy because it's a fucking job. Right. So when I go on Fantasy Factory to play a receptionist, obviously I'm gonna be like sweet and professional and proper. I'm not gonna be coming in fucking cursing and like smoking blunts. Like yeah. I'm a receptionist. That would be tight, though. <laughs> you would, can't do that really on TV. <laughs> that would be tight, though. Um, right. But yeah, exactly. So you know, I um, the it feels like yeah, when they they sort of want to turn you into a cartoon of that, but then like the whole thing of being a musician is that you're like trying to sort of demonstrate some kind of depth, like you're trying to present yourself as something that is you know, interesting enough that people really want to take, to be interesting enough that people want to take you seriously as an artist or whatever is its own specific thing. And it's always, I feel like now, and maybe you were even kind of early on this, but now it seems like it's so much more common for an artist to have a podcast or to do vlogs yeah. or whatever. And that's kind of like something that maybe you were sort of early on because like, I remember Joe Budd and them telling him that he was never going to be able to be like doing what he's doing now while he was a rapper. And it's like now it feels like it probably wouldn't be that much of a compromise to do both at the same time. No, totally. Um, I think it's a little bit different with me just because, like, I'm a little white girl. Mm. <laughs> and, like, I don't think people want to accept that I'm actually, like, dope at hip hop. And, like, that's really who I am. Um, but, like, Ludacris said it best when I was on an episode of Fear Factor. Uh, he was like, he's like, yeah, he was asking me, like, what it's like, you know, to transition from from a tv to music and i said you know it's weird because sometimes i think when people transition from tv or film to music they're not accepted as easy but mm. a lot of people transition from music to acting much easier and Ludacris goes yeah he goes i used to be a, re a radio host and nobody thought they would be like you're not gonna be a rapper bro right like what are you talking about and he goes and now look at me 20 million albums sold so yeah. he's like you know you just gotta keep pushing and and at the end of the day, people will finally see you for what they're supposed to see you for. Right. You know? I mean, there's sort of like a like people want to have like an easy like white girl stereotype to kind yeah. of pick on, especially in rap, just because, you know, that is sort of the image is that like, you know, a white girl or whatever that they sort of get this like preferred special treatment and stuff like that. So it's kind of like when you're when you become famous without fully putting your entire personality on display through whatever you're becoming famous for then it just opens that up for people to be able to paint you as what they want you to be yeah it's crazy do you feel like somebody like charlamagne when he tried to come at you on that thing you think he was just taking like the the easiest shot possible or how did you feel about that whole situation um that was very confusing for me, honestly, because mm. it started because he had randomly tweeted one day that I was a whack rapper. Mm. Uh, that means you were checking for me, mm. one, <laughs> to even have to formulate an opinion. You must have listened to something, right? Mm. So you were checking for me and went out of your way to tweet that I was whack. So when I 
when he came on ridiculousness, something came up about him saying, oh, something about his opinions. And I said, well, that's exactly. I said, just because it's your opinion, don't make it a fact. Mm. And and that's kind of what started our little thing. And I think that part of me thinks he went at me more to like, I don't know if it was to push me or what, because I feel like secretly like he likes me and fucks with me. You know what I mean? It's like you were checking for my music in the first place. Why? Mm. I'm being honest you know what you, I mean? I've never, I've watched so many Breakfast Club interviews, and I've never seen Charlemagne as happy, as full of glee than he was in that display. Like he was stomping his feet. He just looks so full of joy to like actually just have a chance to roast somebody <laughs> on somebody else's show. It was kind of crazy just to, to, to see how much fun he was having. I know it. It was. Um, I don't. I don't get it. Um, I don't. I don't really get it. Mm. Um, yeah, but as I said, you know, opinions and opinion, we all got them, mm. uh, just like a fucking asshole. <laughs> so it's like we all got them. It doesn't, it doesn't make you any better than the next mm. because you have a certain opinion, you know. And um, I think that especially when it comes to music, it's like you. I don't know why his opinion on on my music should really matter to anybody because mm. it's like he's a he's a radio host you know he if he wants to go and be a rapper just like ludicrous go do it bro mm. you know why are you got to sit here and hate on every rapper yeah like <laughs> it's weird too like we've been having this conversation in rap a lot lately because like for instance sway lee put out a song featuring drake and then joe budden who is admittedly like a big sway lee and drake fan he comes out and basically just says this song is fucking horrible he went in on the song he hated it so much and then sway lee sort of put out this whole video being like why the fuck are you talking about me i don't give a fuck about you etc etc and it kind of raises that whole question in rap like you know is it okay to just have an opinion about somebody's craft and like is it reasonable to expect the artist not to get offended when this is their craft that they worked so hard on yeah i mean it's like i just don't get why first of all it's like there's been a couple songs that I think are trash, but like I don't go out of my way to like post about it. Mm. I'm just go on and find a fucking song that I like. You know, it's like the same thing when you go to shop for a car. I think I got this from a comedian. I'm like spitting it like it's my knowledge, but <laughs> it's it's like you go to look for a car and you 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 don't sit there and diss all the cars you don't like like fuck that car i don't want that piece of shit you fucking find the car you like you right. know what i mean so it's like why do you got to go out of your way to state opinions of shit you don't like just go and find what you like and focus on that i think that's what everybody needs to do and this world would be a much more peaceful place mm. straight up and the internet has really empowered that because it's like if you were famous in the 80s you would never really know if people didn't like you unless like they wrote a letter to the newspaper or <laughs> to I don't the know. Newspaper. They, like somehow like if they went outside MTV and like held a sign or something like it would be really hard for you to let a celebrity know that you don't like them yeah. back then. Now it's like they just pull up to your Instagram, drop some comments. Yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of like anyone. Regardless of if you're beloved or, or not beloved, anyone is getting so many negative comments that it's almost hard to even take it serious, you know, because there's so much positivity and so much hate for, yeah. for me, at least like I don't see a negative comment and really think twice about it unless it's really, really well written. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. And when it's really and then sometimes I'm like, dang, they're kind of smart, but or I still like, don't I still don't agree. You know? Or like maybe they know me. <laughs> Yeah. That's the weird part. Yeah, yeah. It's like, damn, they really knew how to hurt my feelings there. I, that, I, that's happened to me a couple times. I'm like, yo, these people, like, it's like they read my mind. They mm. really hit me where it hurt. Um, but for the most part, I try to, you know, I, I tend to go and look at somebody who leaves a negative comments page. Mm. And they tend to have very little followers. Private, 41 followers. Exactly. And then I just, I kind of just feel bad. You know, it's like I feel bad for, like, 
I can't name all my friends. I got so many friends, you know, mm. and it's like for people, there's people out there who only have 20 friends and I can understand where, you know, maybe some loneliness or something like that could make you just say mean things or something. Mm. I don't know. I think it's just like, so I just started to, I used to go off super hard, but then I'm like, dang, I might be really hurting this person way more than they're hurting me, mm. you know? So it's just like, I try my best to ignore them unless they say something really fucking stupid and I need to check them, then I'll check them. When you are going through something like that Charlamagne clip going viral, like what's your mentality on it? Are you actually staying on Twitter looking at it? Are you pissed off? Are you just like whatever? Um, no, I definitely wouldn't look at it. I mean, like when that clip went viral, I actually was kind of thankful that um, Charlemagne originally posted that tweet calling me a whack rapper because that would have never happened. And then I wouldn't have had this viral moment where I was able to tell the world what a lot of people needed to know you know a lot mm. of people sleep on me and it's like i have worked with legends you know people like be real you can watch our smoke box episode even be real goes how many ogs gotta give you the cosign for these kids to get it mm. i don't know somebody tell me you know so it's like that's why i spit those facts to charlemagne because a lot of people do sleep on me and a lot of these kids kids mm. do hate and it's like i have legends in rap who fuck with me so why you know why does Charlemagne's or any of these kids opinions matter and and I felt like I needed that I needed to use that moment to state a couple facts because ridiculousness is a great platform that I don't really ever get that chance to talk about my music mm. you know we've got 400 something episodes maybe three or four have been really like heavily talked about my music so I, I kind of was happy that that moment happened. You know what the craziest thing about that clip is because we just watched it earlier is that <laughs> Charlemagne says he says Everybody wants to mention Drake and Nikki, but nobody wants to mention Lil Twist and Tyga. Tyga, like two years ago, it was like a joke. Like his career was over. And now, like, I was just in England and he was like fucking super high up on the bill at this huge festival they were doing and everybody was going insane in the crowd. Yeah. No, well, even when Charlemagne said that, though, he was still kind of popping. It's like, yo, right, yeah. he and he doesn't know anything about the politics. There's a lot of shit, which I don't even want to get into, but a lot of people don't know a lot of politics behind certain things of people who were signed to young money and things like mm. that. They, a lot of people don't know things. So they don't know the struggles that people like me or Tyga or a lot of other artists who are young money affiliated have went through. So, um, Charlemagne's just speaking blindly, like a bunch of fucking people do. So are you looking at your experience spent under the cash money umbrella, uh, with a negative viewpoint? Because we've heard a lot of people walk away from that situation saying negative things. And we've seen a lot of people walk away, honestly saying positive things, maybe not a lot, but some, um, well, so it's 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 crazy. So I I was young money. Um it's, it's such a long story, but Can I go wood? Uh, get a chance. Wayne is the shit. I love him for life. Uh he gave me the cosign. Um let's just say there were some complications with him and Birdman from what I heard that might have pertained to me. Um and wasn't clear who owned what percentage of your career or no something like so that? this is what happened so i had actually i had like um some old management i was offered a cash money deal and um my old management and i was in a deal with polo to dawn at the time uh -huh. they were really trying to push me into do this deal and so uh i had you know like a a lawyer friend and somebody like look over the deal and they're like this isn't that great of a deal like um, and I was in a really bad production deal with Polo, which I, I love him to death, but his lawyer goes hard. Shout out to his lawyer because his lawyer fucking goes hard for him. Right. Um, and and I didn't really know what I signed, you know. So basically people were like, you can't go into this cash money deal. You'll end up fucking bankrupt. Like it's such a 
it's such a bad mm, situation. You can't have two deal bad deals stacked on top of each other. Exactly. One bad production deal stacked on top of the label deal thing. Yeah. So so then I met some other people who were directly linked to Wayne and Young Money, and they go, "Yo, Wayne is gonna fucking love you. Let's bring you to meet Wayne." And so. In my eyes, and maybe if Birdman himself hears this, I know I never meant to disrespect him. I I love I wanted to be young money, cash money, you know, that's it. But um I was gonna be dragged into a bad situation unless I got out of that polo deal. Uh-huh. And so the people who work directly with Wayne were like, Wayne's gonna want you to be young money for sure, which that you're gonna be cash money anyways. You know, it's gonna be all it's all good. We're all family. And from my smart perspective i don't know if this is what happened but i think maybe like birdman might have been offended or something Mm. and then i don't know next thing you know we hear like it's taking a long time for my deal to get done and then after it's taking a long time for my deal to get done then we start hearing that wayne and birdman are beefing there was actually a tmz article that leaked saying that i was the reason so when that came out i kind of started crying for a second because i was like wait i don't want to be breaking up fucking wayne and birdman like these are fucking legends i look up to since i'm a kid you Do know you believe that was there anything that would indicate that outside of that article um no but just from everything i've dealt with internally that's maybe i it just seemed like through us through a stem of events that's i don't know i couldn't figure it out like right. that's what i felt like maybe happened holy shit um, but yeah, like Wayne is the shit. He wanted to sign me. He wanted to get the deal done, but like things were just being held up. And the next thing you know, him and Birdman are having issues and, and it was just like a lot. So, um, I, I tried to, you know, just stay down, stay repping the young money name as long as I could. And then, um, the pe- people, during I, a very complicated time in young money history, <laughs> very complicated time. Yeah. And so, um, and I'm on an international TV show and like, it was getting to a point where it's like, I need a label, like. I don't have ways of getting my music out here in these countries. I'm on TV. Like if you're with, you know, if you're with a big label like Cash Money, they're they're they would have had my music playing in all these countries, you know. Uh-huh. And that's that's a little bit harder to do independently to reach the same networks where my TV show is. Right. And I believe if I was with the right label and I reached, you know, all those same areas where we're popping on TV, I think it could be a very a big movement, you know? Right, definitely. Um, Did so, you feel like it was going to be tough to exist in that world too when they have like Nicki Minaj and Drake, like the uh, biggest artists in the yeah, world? It's going to be tough to get attention, right? Yeah, that's a whole other issue. I actually had the same management as uh, Wayne and Nicki and from what I heard, uh, conflicts of interest, they had to stop managing me, so. Really? Um, you think Nicki was jealous? I don't know if she's jealous. I don't know if she just supports other women that much. You don't think she does? This has been said about her a lot in the past by other women. So yeah. Don't, don't well, be sure. I was never vocal about it until Cardi went hard. And I was like, fuck it. If Cardi's going to go hard and blast her, why shouldn't I blast what I've been through? You know? Really? So, so what specifically do you think she did besides just not wanting, just not wanting the same management as you? Probably. I don't, I, I mean, maybe she thought that I would like take their attention or something, you know? Mm. Um, I have no idea. I was, I looked up to Nikki. I thought I was like, yes, I'm about to be friends with her. I was so fucking excited. And then, you know, then come to find out she hates me. Um, Whoa. that's a hard thing. When so someone you look told up you to that them. specifically? Like, yeah. People told you? me that. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's gotta be such a weird feeling, huh? It's really weird. And um, so now it's Barty gang to death. Oh yeah, I love Cardi. She's, <laughs> she's the best. Um, no, but I've, I've had other rappers too, like you know, uh, Lil Kim. Like I just met her at the VMAs, and she was like, "I love you." She's like, "You're so dope." Trina even gave me just a big shout out. I'm actually gonna drop it in a little video recap soon. Um, where Trina was like, just like, "Yo, like people be sleeping on you." Like I love your music; it's dope. And you know, I think uh, that's why Trina has the title "The Baddest Bitch" because uh-huh. I think that's what makes you a bad bitch is supporting other women. Right. Well, that's good. Yep.
So you plan? You, do you have you ever thought about that about signing an up and coming female artist to your shit? Or are you too focused on your own career? I'm still trying to pop my shit off. I mean, <laughs> I have a couple friends who are actually, um, you know, starting to do music, and the, you know, I, I've been helping them as much as I can, and I'm very much about that. I just want to. Right now, it's almost like I feel like I need to get to that next level so I can be like that homegirl that mm. puts on a couple people, you know? Because I would love to do that. I just think that I need to be in a better place right. to do that, you know? So you, you were never formally signed with Cash Money. It just didn't really work out? Uh, no, there was never a deal in place. It took forever and uh. ever and ever to a point where I was like, am I just like being bamboozled? Is this ever going to get done? <laughs> like, and, and I've had a bunch of people say that to me in the music industry too, is that what will always happen and they see it happen over and over and over. And it's not specifically exactly what was going on yours, but something will be hot. And then the label gets to work on doing it. The deal takes six months and all of a sudden the shit is not quite hot like it was. Exactly. And like you sort of miss out on this window where you might have been able to really make something shake. That's what I felt happened to me. Mm. Um, it was it was, you know, unfortunate. But the fortunate thing is I do have something like ridiculousness Uh where it's ongoing, never ending, and I was able to, you know, keep keep riding on out and using being seen to my advantage to where I still keep it going. Yeah, that's actually the, there's such a crazy opportunity with that sort of platform because when I was talking to Rob, one of the or not Rob but Drama, one of the craziest things was how he had this story about how he was able to make Young and Reckless pop off because of the TV show and any normal TV show, you wouldn't be allowed to like wear your own brand. But because Rob was out here rocking DC and Monster Energy logos everywhere, the contracts had to be different. So that like opened the door for drama to bring his own shit onto the thing and boom, he created a huge brand off of the back of that. That's pretty crazy to me. Yeah, no, I think it's sick. It is a unique situation because I think because Rob's an athlete, sponsored mm. by all these people, you know, I think that that's why they were able to kind of like break that that whole thing where you can't wear like all the logos and stuff on TV and mm. yeah, drama got really lucky with that. It was it's crazy. It was a very good platform for That's his a lick right brand. there. Yeah. Yeah. Is there like drama took a step away from it for the most part? Is there ever a party that is kind of like, I don't even want to do the show anymore. I want to like do something different with my life. Um I mean, I, I like I said, I wanna I wanna do music mainly. That's my main thing. Mm. Um and I would love to get into acting too, but I feel like the show has become like such a big part of my life. Like I couldn't see myself like I'm going to stay on it until it's done. You mm. know, I'm never going to leave it. Like even if my music popped off, I would still try to find a ma way to make it work unless they were like, yo, this isn't going to fucking work. You got to go. It's probably pretty easy too. can you like film a whole season in like a couple weeks or something like that? It's probably um, not that time consuming, right? It's not that time consuming. But for me, it seems like it's always falling when uh, something important comes mm. up for me. I've missed like several tour opportunities. I've missed several music gigs. Especially because we film on a Saturday, which prevents me from flying for gigs on Friday nights. Right. It's a long story. Anyways, yeah. Um, so as much as it's a great platform for me musically, it has set me back from a lot of tours and gigs. Wow. That's yeah. too bad. It's all good, but I, I make good money and I have fun. Right. Definitely. How do you feel about like the state of female hip hop right now? Because it's more booming than it's ever been. It's kind of a great moment. Like If you like listening to girls rap, there's way more dope girls rapping than there's ever been before. I think it's amazing. Um, it reminds me when I was little. When I was little, there was a bunch of female rappers too. It was True, like it was Ladies kind of Night. Dry spell besides Nikki for a long time. Yeah, in well, a weird way. after what I dealt with, I'm wondering like Nikki was out here just like stopping everybody from fucking coming up for a while or something. I don't know. Um, Let us know, Barb's. 
<laughs> yeah, let us know. I'm sure you watching. We know you. We know you uh, be lurking, bitch. This okay? is the second one this week they're gonna have to watch because I interviewed uh, this girl Mandy from the Horrible Decisions podcast, and she had she she what she said about Nikki made what you just said look like nothing. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, I like I said, I used to be Nikki's fan, so mm. it was uh, I've never could have hate for somebody who I used to bump. Mm. Um, I, I definitely stopped bumping her though when I found out she didn't fuck with me. Mm. <laughs> I bet she don't like me either. I mean, I don't know if she knows me, but if, I bet she, if she did, I bet she would hate me. So maybe I should throw away her CDs. Really? Why? <laughs> Have you said some bad things about her? No, actually, I like defend her. But I also just feel like I'm like realistic. It's like, let's like look at that. That seems to be the problem with Nikki. Is that she, like, she doesn't want anybody commenting or critiquing on what she's doing. And it's kind of like, no, like if you go on the radio and you give some wild rant and people feel like you were acting crazy, people are just going to say it like that's their right. And that's just how it is. And yeah. it seems like she has a hard time accepting that. Yeah, I feel that. Mm. Well, I feel like we veered off from the main thing, though, is how do I feel about the state of female right. rap now? And yeah, I love it. I think it's great. I think that girls are all uh, finally teaming up and they need to team up even more, though, because like you see guys always collaborating with each other, doing like joint albums and mm. stuff. And like, you know, you see four male rappers on a song together. You don't see that as much with girls i think we really need to come together more and mm. collaborate more because i think as as a unit you know women would be stronger in hip-hop if we worked with each other more mm. you know um i definitely think it's still hard as fuck for a white girl especially when they don't got a big ass like iggy um you know <laughs> you i got that against her i got a little booty i'm, I'm i got a little booty for being petite but, but she used to have a little booty too she got one installed oh okay well i don't i'm not here to get into any of that but um yeah <laughs> you know uh yeah it's it's still kind of hard for uh white girls i definitely think um yeah you're all natural though huh all natural. I get Botox on my forehead, though. That's it. Nah, I don't count. Um, <laughs> yeah, every girl in LA. Yeah, I have to go. I got like a small forehead, and I'm like so expressive that like it like causes this like permanent fucking wrinkle with that co like makes me look like a pug. Okay. So that's why I get it, and then literally it like stopped it. It like saved me from getting. It. I used to have like a, a little wrinkle there before I started getting it, and then now it's gone. Wow. Yeah. You know what I was recently told about, and pardon me if this is too offensive, but I like had girls tell me. That if a girl's ever going down on you and she can't look up at you, she can't make eye contact with you, it's because she got too much Botox in her forehead and she can't make her eyes look oh. up. I'm like, wow, that's what that is. Oh my God, that's so funny. So now we know. <laughs> I don't know. I just like had a visual. Okay, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Something to think about. Um, Especially because I know what that face of the strong Botox looks like. So yeah, I had a, I had a strong visual there. Was it weird for you to have uh, uh, one of your family members blow up in the rap game this year? Huh? Boy Boy West Coast. <laughs> no? I'm I just assumed right you were related. I'm sorry. I feel like... Listen, no disrespect, boy, boy, West Coast, if you're watching this. Bro, you know who I am, bro. What man throws my West Coast in their rap name mm. after knowing that I've been out here for... Well, you trying to get my attention. You want a date? What's up? What's up? I think maybe that's why he put it in his name. He looked um, like he might be a fan. He definitely does. He was eyebrows. following me when I went to go look at his page, so... He was. I oh don't know. God. I don't know. Just credit your influences, boy, boy. Like, if you're out here taking Yo, swag. Exactly. Credit me, bro. Why don't you tell some people you got West Coast in your name because I inspired mm. you or something? Like, like I checked his timeline because I was like, maybe he's been rapping longer than me. I don't know. Let me do my research. I doubt Did it. Did my research. I'm like, nope. I've definitely been rapping, like, uh, 
ages before this guy. You so think you gotta have bars on that song? Do 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 do. You think you would have been able to get on that remix? It would be cool if you co-signed it like super early on. Yo, I, I I didn't get I didn't hear it early on enough. Otherwise, I might have. I actually think it's a really catchy song. I get why it's blowing up. One you know, of the weirdest songs ever. Really. It's a very catchy beat. Like do 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 do. Like you know, it's Crazy. just like just want to like bop to it. You right. know, so I get it. But no no official relationship. No, we're not related. Um, <laughs> or dating. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, what's up, boy, boy, West Coast? Why you got my name? He couldn't use another round of clout, so I think we're helping him out right here. If he wants to like respond or something, that kind of. Actually, the boy, boy, West Coast thing got weird real quick because Why? that girl leaked DMs of him calling her the hard R. Yeah. And she also was not even black. She, was, I think she was white or Hispanic or something. So that was kind of weird, too. Oh. Oh, it was crazy. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, I heard something like that, but that's not good. Yeah, that was ugly. Reading those kind of made you rethink the whole, the whole thing. Like, oh, damn, boy, boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, were you close with Big Black? Um, not as close as, like, the rest of the guys. But, mm -hmm. um, like, we were cool when we were on the show. We were the only ones who smoked. So, like, after Fantasy Factory, we would, like, smoke together sometimes. Um, but I wasn't super close with him. Mm. But it was pretty devastating when he died? Or? I was probably the saddest just because I'm a girl. And, like, mm. I was also a fan of Robin Big. Mm. And I felt like being a fan of the show, um, it's crazy. Because, like, when I first got on Fantasy Factory, I was, like, you know, I was very nervous, and then I got used to it. Mm. And then when Big Black came on, because he hadn't been on, I was nervous again. And then I realized, oh, my God, it's because, like, I haven't worked with him yet. Like, I'm used to these guys now. But I had kind of, like, a fan moment when he first came back on our show because I watched that show as a teenager. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I was, like, really – I was just really sad. Uh, I was really sad about it. I felt like mostly the most sad part was that he left a small daughter behind. Mm. So wow, that, yeah. like, when I just think about those type of things, it makes me, like, kind of emotional. I'm a Oof. girl in that in that sense. I get emotional. No, oh, yeah, that is terrible. Poor guy. Yeah. That's awful. Um, I've seen you – coming out and sort of linking with some of the up and coming talent out there in the game. You got new videos of Nestle and Dax. What, uh, what's the game plan? What made you want to connect with them? Uh, you know, I felt like I've done songs, you know, like I, I went off in my rants to Charlemagne about with a lot of big people mm -hmm. and there's a lot of up and coming people who are, are really popping, you know? And I think that a lot of people don't maybe because they're not signed to a major label or whatever. So like Nestle, I was a fan of his, mm. um, I was always, I was bumping his music. He's so, good. He doesn't get credit he deserves. Yeah. No, I think he's fire. And so I reached out to him and I was like, yo, I got this song that I think he'd be really dope on. And, and then same thing with Dax. I was his fan and I actually got connected with him through Riveting who did uh, the music video for us. Mm. And mm. yeah, I felt like it was just, it's cooler to work with people that like, you know, a lot of like my TV fans even were like, oh, I don't know who these guys are, but like I fuck with them. And so I, I kind of like in a way putting people onto my fans too. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to work with artists that like, I actually like, like myself definitely, and listen to not like, I don't like everybody else I worked with, but you know what I mean? Right. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just think it's cool. Cause it's kind of like somebody like Dax and Nestle, where it's actually going to probably positively affect their career to even be put in a position where they get more eyeballs on them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No. And I feel like they both have really like, um, you know, kind of like cult, like followings, like their fans are great. Both mm. of them. So, when I knew going into working with both of them, I was like, I know that this is also a good thing for me because mm -hmm. they've got great fan bases. And so, you know, it's good to work with people who have great fan bases like that, who, you know, are going to support the song. Mm. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. Compare 
going viral with the Charlemagne thing to going viral for the thing outside of the nightclub. Let's talk about that because that, you know, we got to admit a lot of people out there had some LOLs. Thanks for that one. Oh my God. Seriously, that was the worst night of my life. Really? Well, it was just really random. Um, first of all, the way I was dressed, let me just break it down. Because a moment like that made me look so horrible. And like, I'm really, I'm a hardworking person. Like I'm out here like really, I work really hard. And so to get only shine for moments like that hurts me. Like, so that day I actually auditioned to be the ratchet white girl in 50 shades of black, which was the spoof of 50 shades of gray that Marlon Wayans was doing. Not a porn spoof. No, that's what it sounds like. No, but it okay. was, it, it was out. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like, a spoof, no. it's a, you know how they do all the spoof movies, the Wayne's brother. So it was like the spoof of 50 shades of gray. It's called 50 shades of black. <laughs> and, um, I guess, you know, my, my agents, they're like, Oh, we know Chanel. Like she could do the ratchet white girl, but they meant like ratchet looks too. So I was like a little too cute for the role, which is what Marlon said and why I didn't get it. Mm. So I had just auditioned for that. And then went straight after that. My two friends had just moved back from New York to my best friends. So the girls, we got together right after I had like a successful good audition. You know, like I, I I'd auditioned with Marlon Wayans in the room and mm. he loved it. But he literally was like, you're too cute for this. Like we have more. If you see the girl who got the role, you'll understand. Um, no disrespect. She was a great actress. She's ratchet. Um, she, you know, had the more ratchet like looks. A little um, bit more trailer park than you. Yeah. Okay. So, so, um, I went straight from the audition to having shots with my girls, mm. which lasted far too long, which we ended up at One Oak on like a weeknight. Like my girls don't have kids and shit. Like I don't even know how this happened. So I'm in One Oak. It's like a dead night. Nobody's there. Like I'm friends with Richie Akiva who owns One Oak. Like mm. I know the people there. Like they always treat me like royalty there. So this security guard comes up to me and I'm like wasted. And he's like, you need to go. Cause apparently some girl complained. I spilled a drink on her. Mm. I've had so many drinks spilled on me. Like yeah. I would never try to get somebody kicked out for that. First like, time in a nightclub. Yeah. Literally. Is it your first fucking time out? So she tried to have me removed, not knowing who I am. And the security doesn't know who I am. And like, I'm cool with the owners of the club, whatever. So I just like ignore him. I'm like, dude, like stop. You playing? Like, come on. Like I performed here before. Like, what are you doing? And this guy doesn't know who I am. Literally picks me the fuck up. Security? Yes. What? Takes me out. So my one homegirl comes out with me. Then I have a, a Uber who's like, I'm not making two stops. And I got so pissed because I was already so embarrassed of being kicked out. I have the little mini water bottle I took from the table and I chuck it at the Uber. And an off-duty cop comes up to me and grabs me. Oh, my God. I'm like, I said, I thought it was a random man. Like, I was like, get off me. I said, what are you doing? And he goes, you can't fucking throw a, a, a drink at a car like that. And I said, get, and I hit him. I said, get the fuck off me thinking it's like a random dude. He was like in like a, he was like an off-duty cop in a security outfit, but he's in a security outfit. I'm like, get off me, bro. Uh -huh. He goes, you just hit an officer. I'm like, what? Like, it was like the twilight zone. And then next thing you know, I'm being arrested. And they're just like, have me handcuffed while TMZ's filming as if like the cops wanted their shine or something. It was so fucking weird. Uh -huh. Like, it was just, it was a night. Like, I didn't even get charged with anything. It was like so stupid. Wait, but you're talking about a different one. You're not talking about the one where you're. Oh, shit. So now I just made myself look real stupid. <laughs> no, but I, okay. I did watch that shit. one earlier today. Well, I've been no wilding, people. Sorry. <laughs> no, but what happened in the poppy one? Because. And also, I want to know what Little Pump is still doing. 
Oh my god! Wait, so so listen to this. Little so, pump, because I seen him. I was watching one of your vlogs where you're like partying in Vegas. I'm that like, was not little pump in the video. No, you know, I know right? little okay. pump is what I call him because you said that's not little pump, and it's just so funny because I never did. I say little. It's kind of because it's like I it's think little, I just said an know? aggressive little. Right. Maybe it just made me laugh. And you know, you know, what's funny is when that came out, I thought because I'm good friends with little pump. I'm cool with him too. I was just partying with him in Miami. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking about sending it to him, and I'm like, nah. Like, I, probably, no. probably everybody already sent him that. And then when I saw him, like six months later i showed him and he's dying laughing like he thought it was so funny i think we might have had a calm i was like really fucked up when we were just partying in miami but i think we kind of like talked about this a little bit me him and his homie brandon we were like oh, talking yeah. about it but um that night was another it was just i was pissed off right so this is what happened i came with a group of girls mm. and all my girls are cute okay i don't roll with nobody not cute and the guy at the door goes chanel come on come on you're good he goes just bring the two cute ones I go, what? And wow. I, I almost felt like my girls heard it too. And then I went into defense mode because like for me, like when a friend is like has their feelings hurt or like somebody says something like that to one of my friends, like I feel like it, it like hurts me, you mm. know? And I just snapped and I was like, what do you mean the two cute ones? I said, all my girls are cute, bro. I was like, it's me. Like what the fuck are you talking about? Like let us in. And then the security starts trying to get involved too. And he's like, yo, you need to chill. I said, you need to fucking chill. Like nobody's doing anything. I'm talking to the promoter. Like get out of here, you know? And then I see my boy JJ walk up with my homie Apple from Black Eyed Peas. And I go up to them to talk to them on the side after I had already walked away. And the security goes, oh, now you try to sneak in? I'm like, bro, I'm talking to my boy Apple who I have a fucking song with. Shut the fuck up. You know mm. what I mean? Like, they're just being disrespectful. And that's why I started going off on him. First, they tell me that my girls aren't cute. Then the fucking security is treating me like I'm just like a nobody. Like, like I'm trying to sneak in. Mm. I don't have to sneak in any club. Like, if I wanted to, I could have went in and left my girls. But I'm not that type of fucking friend. It's crazy you know how that shit kind of slides in nightclubs. Like, just where, like... They, it basically like they're just not letting girls in based on how they look 100% and it exactly. is a weird thing when it becomes vocalized like yeah. I've heard that before too but that's it's why weird. it's like th then they put me on TMZ two guys talking on TMZ like the most sexist thing ever why does it take two guys to fucking talk to me anyways and on TMZ I'm like interviewing with them they're asking about it like why would you go off on the security like that how rude I said how rude how sexist is it to say only bring my two cute friends mm. and how mean is that? And, and sex, speaking of sexism, why am I fucking talking to two guys? Are like, are people stupid? Like, do you think that I just snap and yell for no reason? I, I'm literally famous for laughing and smiling. Mm. I'm clearly a fucking happy, nice person. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to just go off on somebody for no reason, like a psychopath. Mm. It's because somebody said something really rude to me and to my girls. And, the funniest thing about it is like, it's still to say like, oh, you can't get in the club. And it's like, people don't even understand. Like, no, I can get in any club I want. I'm cool with fucking everyone, bro. I was in a situation where I couldn't get in all my friends and I'm that good of a friend that I did not go in. And that's why I went off on them mm. because they were being rude. Right. So, yeah, I'm, ha I'm happy we just cleared this up. No, yeah, I'm <laughs> glad that we got to sort of talk about it. You haven't talked about it publicly before now? Uh, not really, no. Oh, okay. Kind of like maybe like well, when I did the TMZ thing, they interviewed mm. me after, which is like what I said is so weird. Like they had two guys interviewing me. I'm like, why does it take two guys to talk to me? What y'all can't take me? Like, right. like let me talk to one person. Do you feel like it is like like people are sort of aiming to get that kind of like viral exposed moment with you because yes. your public character is like just this like <laughs> nice, fun, happy go loving chick. So people love to like find out. Aha! She's actually mean. Exactly. That's what it is. I think. I think that like. People see like I'm I'm a nice person, I'm happy and I also am working really hard and actually have talent and like 
I don't know what it is. We're in a society, as far as media goes, where they want to find the people that they can easily tear down. And let's be honest, I don't come from I don't come from some rich family. I don't come from the Cyrus family or the Jenner Kardashian family. I don't I don't have the type of heavy weight people behind me in PR who are gonna stop shit like that, you know? Mm. Otherwise they'd be attacking all those people too, the same way. It's that I'm an easy target, you know what I mean? And mm. like they love to tear people down. It, it brings views and ratings and and they do it to people like me who are easy targets, mm. in my opinion. You know Kylie? Uh, not well, kind of, but like I'm not friends with her. She's that, been on ridiculousness. Like, that could I, be a good look. You could go be her new bestie. Um, Jordan's out of here. <laughs> she need a new bestie. <laughs> Yo, me and Kylie, we would probably get along really well. Like I, I, I that's what I'm her. thinking. No, like I follow her. See, like we like. She always is like playing little songs or snaps. I'm like, oh, she got good taste. Like we always like like the same music and stuff. Like similar mm. style, you know. So I think we would be friends. Kylie was always bumping my boy X before he passed, which was actually huge for us at the time because we could not believe that somebody as famous as her was fucking with him. That was mind blowing at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, what do you uh, what what's you been working on lately? You had these few videos drop over the past couple of weeks. Anything else in particular that really stands out that you're sort of putting a lot of your energy into? Uh, yes, another video dropping this week on my birthday. Solo, or you got another rapper on it? No, it's solo, and I'm okay. singing actually. So, um, it's like melodic, like you know, it's like singing. It's like rap singing. Oh, it's nice. still, uh, it's still like. You got to hear it. It's, I mean, it's still me. It's like still hard Chanel, but like soft at the same time. Okay. Um, and I'm really proud of the song. Like the song has so many, it has a lot of different meanings behind it. I feel like it's kind of one of those songs though for my fans. I want them to listen to it and kind of interpret their own meaning. But um, for me, like I, I wrote it about basically like a lot of fake shit going on with you know instagram and and all these people trying to be famous and you know everybody's doing things for clout and likes and and i'm just trying to get out there and like take off but like i'm not trying to do all that you know i'm trying to do it the honest like dope way and mm. and so that's what i'm talking about in the song um but when you listen to it though you can maybe get other meanings so i, I want my fans to just listen to it and relate to it however they do mm -hmm. Um, and then I just dropped my clothing line, which is called LOL Cartel. Really? The I kind of like that. The name was inspired by Redman. I don't know if you saw my Sharon Stone video. Oh, okay. No, I saw it, but Redman, what about it? You got to watch my Sharon Stone video. I think I did, it. but I think I'm still missing it. It's so base. there's a little scene where him and Michael Rappaport are in it acting and, right. and it's like, we redo like the basic instinct scene, um, like kind of like a spoof of it. And, and so basically he's like, he's like, um, Michael Rappaport's like, tell me who you're working with. You know, like they're like the detectives. And then Redman goes, I think she with the LOL cartel. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, first of all, seeing them film it live, like everybody on set could not hold their laughs in. Like it was so, I've never, like it's, it's it was so hard to hold my laughing in. But that's what inspired it because I really feel like that's my thing. You know, like I'm, I'm the LOL cartel. It's kind of a mix of like cute and hard. You know what I mean? Right. The name, it, it's really me in a whole, but it doesn't just stand for laugh out loud. It stands for live, love, and laugh out loud. Um, and it's all about positivity. It's a unisex clothing brand. It's in Zoomies. You can get oh, it in really? Zoomies. Nice. Yeah, all across the country. Um, but yeah, it's unisex. So it's like some of, there's a couple designs maybe the guys might not rock because I want to have some more for girls. But right. for the most part, everything is like styles that guys and girls can rock. And the sizing is goes for like from small girls up to like big dudes. That's tight. Yeah. I want it. My goal is to see the LOL cartel get bigger than the Mexican drug cartels. <laughs> 
that's my goal too. Trust me, for real. You know, like if we could sort of replace the 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 murder and the the, the fentanyl and all this stuff that they're doing, if we could replace that with exactly. just some laughter and positivity, boom, we're good, right? Exactly. There you go. And laughter is like your thing. That's kind of your brand. Yeah. No. I mean, it's 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 definitely my thing. That's how I've, I've always used comedy to cope with you know a lot of mm. a lot of the sad shit in my life. I always just turn on some stand up comedy or like one of my favorite movies, How High, Pineapple Express. Mm. You know, and and I love to just laugh to get through things. My mission this week is to see How High 2 because it came out no, on no, BET with wait, D- DC Young Fly. Three? And Lo- no, two. Oh, three? Th- three. Oh, MTV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out uh, on MTV. They played it on a Saturday. DC Young Fly and Lil Yachty. I don't know why it didn't come out in theaters, but I got to watch it and find out for myself. I want to watch it too, but I was a little sad because Lil Yachty admit when he was on Ridiculousness that he don't even smoke. But he was here. How are you going to cast somebody? He was here yesterday and he admitted that he did smoke on the movie and that he had smoked various other times. I think when you, you guys had him a little early, right? Yeah, maybe yeah. he was like scared because it's ridiculousness, more corporate or something. I don't know. Maybe he was scared to admit. Yeah, I don't think he's scared of like losing his target deal. But when I first met him, like when he first came out, I don't. I think he like absolutely had not smoked weed, and I think he's just sort of you know you hang out with meals long enough, it's like you're gonna hit the blunt. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've probably been high just from contact from all the people you kick it with in this industry. Like, there's no way to not be high. You still getting high? Yes. Nice. Always. That's good. Um, I got to gift you some of this no jumper uh, cannabis that we have here. Yes, These are please. all empty. We got to fucking get some full ones. What too. kind oh. is it? Is it indica or These like are hybrids? Hi- yes, that's my favorite. Really? Yeah, that's I love good. hybrids. Indica is like too dead. Really? And sativa. Sometimes I'll. I think when I smoke sativa, I get more like paranoid. I start having like these like. You know what I mean? Like yeah, these like yeah, almost yeah. paranoid thoughts and I start stress like thinking about crazy things. Like hybrid is like the perfect high. No, sativa is like K2. It'll have you <laughs> running around naked in the street. It's like PCP, really. <laughs> I, I got it. I got it. Okay. Um, you're about to light that up. Damn, I'm like, I want to smoke with you, but I also don't want to get you sick. You got vitamins or something? Vitamins. <laughs> I've been um, taking so much. That's really the key to like fighting off sickness is dude, this vitamin. I got to stop half smoking these jars because I can only find one full one to give her. But I guess, you know, that'll have to do, huh? But we can smoke this wood after for sure. Yeah, for sure. Let's get it. Dude, I feel like a lot of people are going to, like, people who might have sort of fallen for the Chanel West Coast meme of you being a hothead or some shit. I think yeah. they're going to see this and be like, you know what? She actually has a cool shit. I hope so. Yeah. I really do. I don't know what, I don't know what all your fans are like, but hopefully they're cool. Uh, <laughs> some of them are fucking crazy. Crazy really? enough to smash that like button. Let's get it. You see what we just did there? <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck? Where did that come from? I don't know. This is what y'all smoking. Stems. Wait, I want to smell this. Oh, it smells good. I'm assuming. Oh, fire. See? We got a video coming out showing our whole grow operation. People are going to lose it. Our shit is fucking grown in this place. It's like a fucking crazy hospital full of weed. Nice. Can I maybe do a photo shoot there? 100% if you want to drive like two, three hours up north. Yeah. Oh, it's up north? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I thought it was like maybe down here in LA somewhere. I actually posted a photo in it today and people were freaking out. They love it. I'm like, man, this is my new identity. I'm going to just be out here pretending I'm a grower. Um, That's amazing. For the look. I used, I actually used to, I, my mom's going to get so mad at me for admitting this. She hates it when I do. But like we used to grow in my mom's garage oh, wow. when I was like 17. So I kind of like, I kind of know how to grow too. But, um, you know, I, I literally, I. Something to fall back on. Huh? Yeah, let's put it this way. When I got on Fantasy Factory, that's when I was like, Mom, enough of this. Really? <laughs> no, we can't do this stuff. No I knew you no, were no. in the streets. No, my mom's going to get mad at saying this. Well, my mom's worked really hard my whole life. So she don't got a trap no more. 
and and she had very no great jobs and you know things started to get she did uh like sales you know like like safety supplies and right. once the fucking internet took off it was like that wasn't a job anymore mm. you know so my mom did the same thing for 30 years and so after she you know she needed to make money yeah streets were there for I would say the streets, you know, it was like <laughs> growing in like West Hills, but the garage, um, yeah, yeah legally because she has she has like some illnesses too, so it was oh, like yeah. all legal, all you know. California, that's not drugs. That's yeah, just, it's just fun. Medicine, it's um, the medicine. Hey, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It was really dope to get to know you. Getting, well, I didn't get to know you enough. I feel like I need to ask you some questions. You, you don't have a podcast or anything? I no, I should start one. I feel I guess. like you should have like a dash radio show at the very least or something. I live around the corner from them, so that would be perfect. Well, then I totally know where you live now. Shit. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, your fans. No, I'm not going to do anything with that information, but <laughs> hopefully, well, you just remember you just said you accidentally gave out the Ooh. the hospital. Now we accidentally. Oh my god, you guys, please don't. Now I'm going to have people walking around the neighborhood, right around yeah. past, trying to find me. Attention like. to all my stalker fans. If you have a propensity to stalk, please stop listening right now and go take some Zans. Forget you. And watch this uh, okay i just realized that laura has like fila balenciaga's on my publicist is out here dripping again? huh no because we were playing a song and the, the rapper said if the bitch got dirty shoes she ain't getting in and i just so happened to look down at my publicist laura's shoes and she had dirty shoes on, and i'm like oh laura you ain't getting in and she brought it up like days later like yo like you kind of shame me for having dirty i'm like i was just singing along the song i don't care if you have dirty shoes dirty shoes so are kind of lit like Lil b are you telling me Lil b couldn't get in the party he all he had dirty shoes that's like his whole image what are we talking about i don't know <laughs> Her shoes are fly today, though. You can't say nothing. She came with the Fila Balenciaga collab that I didn't even know existed. <laughs> All right. Chanel West Coast, No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, Thank iTunes. You for having me. Like, comment, and subscribe. Nojumper.com if you want to support Kush in store soon. Appreciate you.